Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary, creepy episode of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. We got some creepy, creepy, scary stuff for you today, my little gurus and guys. No, sorry if I sound stuffy. Sinuses have been kicking my butt and been getting a little, little just a little sick with sinuses and stuff, but hope it don't sound too cloggy. Brace yourself, get ready. Snuggle up to a nice warm blanket, some coffee, and be ready to get scared, my friends. Hmm. I know I'm scared. Are you? So How's everybody been doing? How's your work week been going? It's been going good on that side. Just uh, doing my thing, doing my thing, and then doing my podcast on the side. So hopefully I can do this for a living. That's my goal. So you guys, uh, hope you're liking uh, the group that I made. Uh, oh, sorry. Wrong podcast. I'm a jackass. Anyways, so hope everybody's been having a great week. Like I said, hope you've been having some scary times, reading some scary books or scary movies or watching some scary great stuff. Ah, anyways, like I said, sorry if I sound stuffy and like crap. That's just the way it is, man. But yeah, so I hope everybody's been liking what I'm doing. Like I said, I just want to send some send some shout outs. Our numbers just keep growing and getting better. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's just awesome, guys. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I want to thank you, the listeners, for this. So, hey, you know, y'all reach out to me. I know I've got some people out there that listen to me all the time. And uh, I'm one of their top podcasts. So uh, send me a shout-out on Facebook or uh, Ghost Stories Told from the South at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, you know. So, hey. Leave us a message on a comment or something. Uh, so just want to say thank you to everybody, and I appreciate it bunches. But yeah, man, y'all send me y'all scary situations or stories. And if y'all have some scary urban legends where you live, shoot them my way. I'll fucking talk about them, man. Okay, let's get into some scary, scary stories. We're still going over highways today, so bear with me. And I didn't catch it till I got ready to start a recording, but uh, I think I'm going to be talking about something I've already talked about, but that's besides the point. <laughs> well, our first little story is the A3 Motorway. And so if I butcher this up, I'm sorry as hell, but you know how, uh, you know, I sound like sometimes Forrest Gump. Anyways, it's the A3 Motorway uh, Karata uh, in Karata. This dangerous highway is known for many, men, uh, may, for many deadly accidents, including accidents that killed people of uh, prominence like Metasadino Sanger Tose Pereske in 2007 and a Cotorinan actress Dolores Labrosa in 2013. Legend has it that workers used to uh, 
used cement from the tombstones and material from the uh, monuments and graves to make the highway, and that many of the use at the time also uh, mocked the graves. Now, drivers report losing uh, uh, sensation, losing radio signal, uh, and losing control of their vehicle, too. Some even say they felt their car was being pulled by a mysterious force in the opposite direction of where they were trying to go. And, of course, there are multiple sightings of a little ghost girl who will disappear when you try to help her. I wonder if she's dressed in white. Okay. Well, that's it for the uh, A3 motorway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Got these backwards. Well, well, you stinky, stinky boy. Sorry I'm talking to myself. I had my notes backwards. But it's all good in the hood. Oops, sorry about that. Okay, this one is another highway, and I didn't write down where the hell it is. Anyways, it'll tell it while I'm talking about it. But this is another uh, haunted highway, and this one's called the this one's the real Phantom Hitchhiker. It's got a Phantom Hitchhiker on it, and of course these stories are there's a hitchhiker in in every country, a hitchhiker story in every country. Okay, here we go. You've most likely heard a story of a person driving down a lonely road at night. Then they see a, a hitchhiker, a young woman ahead. The woman is offered a ride and gets into the uh, vehicle, usually in the back, never in the front, never, never. The hitchhiker never says a word, and then after traveling some distances, vanishes without a trace. But in some stories, the ghost uh, would talk, you know. Uh, where was I? Okay. Never moves. Sorry, I looked up and lost my place. The question is, is there a real case of uh, a phantom hitchhiker that may be the basics for this modern version of the legend? The answer would seem to be yes. It was a good it was a good Friday on March or in March of 1969. Maria Rocks and her uh fiance were driving to her parents' home to uh unlo uh to oh they was going to her parents' home in Unidale on the uh nine on the N9 about 200 miles from the Gap town of South Africa. Yeah, this road is the N9 in South Africa. The weather suddenly turned bad and forced winds forced their car into a ditch. Her fiancé survived the crash. Maria, however, was killed instantly. It was certainly a tragic event, but no one, but one which occurs every day all around the world. What makes this story of Maria Roxay unique is is a, a blah, blah, unique among traffic fake uh, fatalities. It's what happened years after her death. <coughs> a man named 
Anton Lee Grange was driving on N9 during the Easter week of 1976. Not far from the site of Maria Rox's fatal crash. N2, I didn't think about this. Back then when it happened in 68, there, uh, your seat belts weren't mandated and all that. You didn't have to wear them. So she probably got thrown from the car and, you know, died instantly like that. So, Anyways, back to the fatal crash. <clears throat> During the Easter week of 1976 on N9, not far from the side of Maria Roxay's fatal crash, it was a late night when I saw a figure standing at the side of the road, and it had a clo and he got closer. He could make out that it was a woman apparently hitchhiking. Lagrange stopped and offered the woman a ride, which she accepted without saying a word. She opened the rear passenger door and got into the back seat. Lagrange asked her asked the stranger where she was going. There was no response. He commented that she was uh, rather dangerous. Oh, he commented that it was uh, rather dangerous for a young woman to be hitchhiking alone at night. Uh, you know, at this time of night, you know, on this road, on any road, you know. LaGrange then turned and looked into the back seat and the hitchhiker was gone. LaGrange was scared and confused. He saw the woman get into the car. He could not even describe her, and now she had vanished. LaGrange thought that the that perhaps the woman had fallen out of the car of some some point and went to the uh, closest police station. Uh Unidale to report the at uh, accident, the incident. Uh, the next report of the uh, phenomenal hitchhiker came in 1968 by a man named Dwayne Van Jersvid was riding. <laughs> Sorry if I fucked that up. <laughs> I didn't mean to. He was uh, riding his motorcycle on the N9, heading uh, towards Uniondale to visit his girlfriend for Easter. Everything happens around fucking Easter. So I got an idea. If you live in this town, don't travel on it on Easter. If you got to go to Unidale or to the other town or something, go there the day before, stay the night, and stay uh, stay Easter too, and uh, come home afterwards. Yeah, that's what I would do. Little cuckoo for my cocos for that, if you know what I mean, man. Okay, so back to... Well, that I take that back. They don't really have incidences like car crashes. That's when you always see this chick. So don't go down that road on uh, Easter. Okay, we'll go back before I started rambling again. Yeah, that uh, seventy-eight. He was riding his motorcycle on the N nine, heading towards Unidale to visit his girlfriend for Easter. As he rode a, as he. As he rode, he spotted a female hitchhiker ahead and stopped to offer a ride. She said nothing but put on a helmet. Oh, wow. Now, see, I've never heard of them get, do that now, like put on a helmet or anything. Okay, but anyway, she put on the helmet and got on the back of the bike, which is weird. That's crazy. And then Van, and then Van sped off with the uh, hitchhiker hanging on to him tightly. 
Then Van said he was suddenly overcome with a feeling of uh, strangeness in just that moment experienced what he described as a twitch and the phenom hitchhiker which matched the description of Maria Roxy had vanished. She got another one. This uh, Unidale journalist, Janie Meyer, has followed the Maria Rock story for 30 years. So she's the big uh, Maria Rock's uh, person. All right, here's another one. Okay, now this time he was driving in LaGrange would drive with his uh, entire car lights on and the doors would be locked. Despite the uh, precaution, the officer again saw the uh, rear passenger side door open and close as two past the same area and this time the officer heard the uh, sound of a woman laughing as the door was opened by a phenomenal hitchhiker. So this didn't happen to him not once, but twice. Wow. And this time he was in a car. That's crazy. See, I don't know what I'd really do when I seen that. I mean, that would really creep me the hell out. I mean, really bad. Well, here's here we go. I'm sorry, I missed the page here, and I freaked the story up. Apparently, that's a van guy, Lagrange, that was on the motorcycle. He went to the uh, police station and began to tell the uh, desk sergeant of a strange occurrence he had just experienced. No doubt, Lagrange told the uh, tell. No doubt, Lagrange's tell of the vanishing hitchhiker was met with. Uh, considerable doubt. The possibility remained, however, that a young woman was lying injured or dead along the uh, number nine. Creepy. With the possibility in mind, the officers agreed to follow LaGrange back to the area of the uh, strange encounter. The officers followed close behind LaGrange. They approached the area of the uh, occurrence. The officer's ama uh, amazement, he witnessed LaGrange rear. Oh, at a, in amazement, he's seen uh, the officer's amaz amazement. He witnessed LaGrange's rear passenger door open and close. LaGrange's car passed the location where he had picked up the uh, phenom hitchhiker. Thinking that LaGrange might be trying to pull a uh, pull off a hoax, the officer agreed to follow him past the location one more time. <coughs> Here's that part I already read. I'm going to have to read it again to get back on track here. And, of course, apparently this woman's in white. Why does it always got to be the woman in white, man? That's crazy. I don't get it. This time, LaGrange would drive with his uh, entire car lights on and the doors would be locked. Despite the uh, precautions, the officer again saw the rear passenger door side, I mean, open and close. The two passed the same area this time. The officers heard the sound of women 
laughing as the door was opened by the uh, phenom hitchhiker. So even locking the doors, you can't even... I mean, hell, she gets on the back of motorcycles and puts on a helmet. So she's a pretty creepy bitch. The uh, baffled police, uh, police officer soon connected, contacted fellow Unidale officer, Sergeant Pat McDonald. McDonald was the first officer to arrive on the scene of the Morax car crash. McDonald met the uh, Lagrange met LaGrange and uh, handed him a stack of photos. The pictures were of young women and looked much, that looked much alike. Despite the uh, similarities of the uh, images, LaGrange was able to quickly pick out the picture of the phenom hitchhiker, Maria Rocks. So, there we go. So, we got uh, two guys that has seen phenomenons. So, watch out when you go down N9 in uh, South Africa, apparently. Or was it South Africa? Wherever. Can't remember where it said now. Well, let's get on with the next story. What do you say, Peter Pan? Oh, Peter Pan. I don't know why I'm talking like that. That's a little creepy, man. Okay, where are we? Okay, we are at at our next story, and I hope you're ready. This story is E8 Expressway. The uh, E8 Expressway also has another name. And this is in Malaysia. Sorry if I butcher this name up too. <laughs> the uh, Karoka Highway that connects Kuala Lumpur to Gidding Highlands is one of the creepiest highways in Malaysia. It's dark, long, windy, and accident prone. Roads have attacked a host of uh, oh, attracted a host of ghost stories. That send shivers down the spines of the people traveling the roads. Kuroka Highway was first built in 1970 and first opened to the public in 1977. So that damn highway is as old as me. The highway connects uh, Kalua Lumpura to Kuroka in uh, about 60 kilometers away. The highway has a pair of tunnels in the uh, famous resort of Gidding Highlands. Among the most uh, popular is an ancient. Is an oh, the most popular of the stories is an accident on January twentieth of nineteen ninety, in which seventeen people were killed. God dang, including eleven people when FRU member suffered a. Uh, Concussions between a vehicle with a truck and a bus and 10 cars. Oh, the members uh, suffered collisions. Oh, between. Okay, okay, okay I get what they're saying. That's uh, two buses had a big collision. So, um, the first, here's their, and what this is, this is like five little creepy stories about this uh, highway. 
The first one is called The Family Car That Broke Down by the Highway. It was a festive season just like any other in Malaysia. A young couple and their baby were traveling on a Karaka Highway at night headed home. Everything was fine until they uh, reached a lonely stretch on the highway and their car uh, broke down. The husband was surprised. He made sure to service the car before they uh, took their little trip. He stopped the car by the side of the road to check the engine while his wife and baby waited inside. He tried fixing the car, but nothing worked. And so he waited, hoping a uh, kind Samaritan would stop and offer them help. It is uh, it is Balak. Combust season, after all, that should be a there should be cars passing by left and right. However, twenty minutes passed and there has there was not a soul to be seen. It was getting late. He only uh, only choice he had was to go to the uh, nearest phone phone booth to call for help. He was worried, but he had no choice but to leave his family waiting alone in the car. Lock the doors and doors and take care. He told his wife before leaving she was she watched as he that's what he told his uh wife before he left. Lock the doors and uh, take care of baby. She watched him as he walked away trying to ignore her worries. Minutes passed soon minutes passed and soon hours passed. But her husband was still gone. She waited and waited. Suddenly a police a police patrol car approached her. Two policemen got out of the car and walked towards the vehicle. They told her to quickly step out of the car. The vehicle and stressed that she should not look around while she did so. The wife carried her baby and walked with the uh, policeman when she was at safe distance she looked back at her car and blood drained from her hands her husband's uh bodiless head was laying on the top of the car ah other versions of her uh, uh other versions of the story say the husband's head was on the car with a bone like uh, creature uh, fighting, frightening him. It uh, had bagged on the uh, car roof, she said. Oh, wait. It had banged on the car roof. She uh, did not hear a thing. So, yeah, she didn't hear anything, and apparently uh, his head was on the, uh, the uh, car. Yeah, there's some uh, urban legend stories like that. Around here, too, you know, like about the goat man and stuff like that. But the next one is called The Mystery of the Yellow Volkswagen. Have you ever seen a yellow Volkswagen on the Caraca Highway? Many motorists report meeting that's a ghostly car only at night. That would be creepy to see a, <coughs> a ghost car. You know, that would be weird as hell. But uh, apparently, uh, this uh, highway has one. 
It was said that the yellow Volks, Volkswagen will block your lane first and it will move very slow, forcing you to overtake it. Once you have overtaken it and continued moving along, you will notice the notice the same yellow Volkswagen in front of you in front of you. Wow. Ultra uh it will drive very slow once again, challenging you to take it. Overtake it again, and after a short while, you will see the same yellow Volkswagen driving slow in front of you. As long as you keep overtaking the car, you will see it in front of you again and again and again. So every time you go to pass this car, you see it again for a stretch of this highway. That's weird. So don't pass the fucking car. They say if you look closer into the car, you would notice that there is no one in the car seat. If you see the yellow Volkswagen on the Karoka Highway, it's best not to overtake it or it would keep repeating it and keep getting in front of you. Potentially luring you into an accident. If you are lucky, it will speed up and disappear into the uh, darkness. So apparently, if you just uh, stay behind it and don't pass it, you'll be okay. Our next little story on that stretch of highway is called The Lost Schoolboy. If you're a schoolboy wandering on the side of the on the side of a dark and lonely highway, looking lost or dislo dislocated, be oh, if you see a schoolboy wandering on the side of the uh, dark and lonely highway looking lost and dislocated, be careful. The boy, the boy will be looking for his mother, asking, Have you seen my mother? Over and over again. As the uh, legend goes, there was once an accident that involved a young boy and his mother. The mother was driving. The mother who was driving was flogging out of the car. Oh, was flung out of the car on impact. See, once again... This was part of time when we didn't have seatbelt laws, so she got thrown out of the car like on impact. While the son remained in the car passenger seat, the the uh, the window screen and glass pierced into his eyes. He lost his mother, and until today, it oh and. And still to this day, it is said that he's still wandering the highway in search of his mother. In search of his mama, it says. Mama, have you seen my mama? Mama, have you seen my mama? Uh, no, because I don't know who your mama is. All right, here's another one I might mess up on the pronunciation. The Flying Puntinta. Puntinta. The Flying Puntinta. I guess that's right. I don't freaking know. Anyways. There have been sightings of... Oh. Point... Point... Point to knock flying on, on the highway at night. The Potanak is believed to be a woman who ha who had died of at childbirth and harbors 
it mentions hatred and uh, anger. So in other words, she's pissed off. She uh, preys on men and said to fear their uh, organs. Ew. Oh, she is said. Oh, she preys on men and said to tear their organs apart. The Panaki could come in the form of a beautiful young woman in a white, in white, uh, a beautiful young woman in white to seduce the man. Some motorists claim to. Oh, to have seen a beautiful woman on the highway who could sometimes make heads turn and she could be by the side of the road asking for a lift. No one really knows whatever involves a ghost or the actual murder. Whatever it is, when you are traveling along Karaka Highway, don't stop for any chance that's it's best don't travel it's best at best don't travel alone either so so far on this highway we got a ghost car a hot chick that tears your organs out uh, a little boy who's lost his mother makes me wonder what else we got in the store okay the last one we got on the Karoka Highway is the call of the radio state or call to the radio station. One night, a local radio station received a chilling call from a listener. The DJ listened intentionally as the man on the uh, line told his story. He said he was driving on the highway and met with a horrible accident. His car fell down a ravine by the highway. In the car with him were his mother and father, wife, and children. He sounded depressed, speaking of how he saw his family members die. The saddest thing he said was when he saw himself die. Then the line went dead. The radio station DJ tried calling back, but no, but... To no avail, he had most of the radio stationer, he and most of the radio station listeners brushed it off as a prank call. On the very next day, new newspapers reported that there was an accident at the very same location where the man on the line had mentioned a car fell into the ravine by the Karaoke Highway a couple, their parents and children all died in the crash. Excuse me. The details match the story held by the um, told by the mystery man. Legend says that the radio DJ rushed back to the office to listen to the recording of the call, but all that was left on the uh, tape was an eerie silence. Like that. That's weird. Motherfucker had a goddamn wreck on the highway, and his ghost called the goddamn uh, freaking radio station. And then the next day to find out that it was real. That would creep me out. Creepity creepers, Jesus. Oh, sorry about that. 
Didn't mean to hit the old mic there. I've already went over the E8. I think so. And I think this is our last story, guys. Yep, it sure is. Man. <coughs> okay. In the this is uh the Boy Scout Lane. I'm not for sure if I've covered this like in t in t in detail like this, but if I have, I'm sorry. But I don't think I have. I know I might have talked about it on like on some episodes, but not much in a detail detail. But I guess I will shut it up and we will get on with the Boy Scout Lane. What do you say? In the quiet countryside of Stevens Point, there is a piece of land that is not so quiet. It's a Boy Scout Lane, and its legend has been around for over 20 years. A brief summary for all who do not know about this place. One version is that the uh, that a troop of bo a troop of Boy Scouts on a camping trip were mur were murdered by their bus driver on this isolated road. Another version of this story is that a Boy Scout troop myster mysteriously disappeared on this road and was never seen again. A third story is that a troop of Boy Scouts were camping here were camping here and some of them were wandering around at night and accidentally dropped a lantern resulting in a fire that killed the uh, rest of the troop. However, there is no evidence of any missing persons or a mass murder or a tragic fire. The road gets its name because at one time the Boy Scouts owned the land there there and had a uh, had intentions of building a Boy Scout camp. But it never happened. Now that now that you know the history, let's talk about some other stuff. Here's a, I guess an experience somebody had there. It was a warm July night in 2005. My friend er, Ernie was visiting our mutual friend Mitchell and I up in Stevens Point. Mitchell and I had worked at the uh, Boy Scout camp, ironic, huh, that summer, and Aaron was uh, to bring me back home in Minnesota when the weekend was over. We were bored, so Michelle suggested we go to Boy Scout Lane and do a little investigation. We had gone to the bookstore the day before and found the story in there. It, uh... It intrigued us. So soon we were on the on our way with me in the uh, backseat video camera in hand. Oh, with her in the backseat and their video camera in her hand. Right when we turned into the road, we felt uneasy. You know that dreaded feeling of being watched. Being the young adults we were, we made jokes and tried to shake off that feeling. We went down the road and turned around. Nothing special happened. We saw what we saw when we got home is a different story. Michelle hooked the video camera up to the television and played the footage at first. Played the footage. 
At first, it looked like nothing really interesting until there was a point when I coughed. And I just, uh, and I had just gotten over a bad code. And right after that, a heavy whispering breath followed. It was not me, Michelle. Michelle or Michelle and Ernie. And I looked at each other with the wide eyes and we turned back to the television. The other two saw a bright ball of light flash by the screen for a split second. But I didn't see that until I, rew until I rewinded it back, she said. As I recorded us driving uh, back to the main road, I, fa I faced the rolled-up window... I hate it when they do. I faced the road up window towards the field that was supposed to turn into a camp. I had the uh I had that interfreighted light the infreighted light on the camera in case something moved in the field. Nothing moved in the field. Instead we saw was a face pressed up against the window. Crazy and now it was my and no, it was not my face. The small screen on the video camera did not <coughs> project enough uh, light and I was not pressed up against the uh, window when the three of us saw this we screamed at Mitchell's mother started yelling at us we all ran into her room and told her what we seen she just kind of uh, chalked it up as it's just it was just y'all's imagination even though it's on the video she just Try to brush it off. So, well, I hope you like the story that I got for you today. I think that last one I'm already covered, and if I did, I'm sorry because I think I fucking did. Because there's nothing really on that Boy Scout lane of what happened or anything. There's just the legend, the urban legend. So crazy but if you live up that way shoot me a message tell me what's happening man tell me about your experiences there at this so-called boy scout leader well i'm glad you guys had fun i hope it didn't scare you too much today little ladies and little men's but i've had a good time today it's been great i'm uh, hoping you've had fun i hope you wasn't too scared Thank you for listening, guys. I've got the YouTube channel caught up all the way, 100%, totally. So, go check out the YouTube pages. I just started putting uh, videos up, doing videos, too, for the podcast. So, I do a when I do the video, I do a video one for the YouTube and a podcast for the podcast show. Still want to thank you guys for listening and subscribing my uh, uh, subscribers are getting more. Followers are getting more. I'm getting more downloads, more five-star reviews. So you guys, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Like I said, <laughs> excuse me, I got the hiccups. Like I said, maybe one day I can do this for a living and find some real good juicy stuff for you all the time. But hey, man, I'll still do that even if I don't do it for a living. I just love this. I love podcasting and ghost stories and getting scared. So, with that being said, check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. 
we're pretty much on any platform that has podcasts. So we're there. So yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, I'm glad you guys, uh, like I said, came by and listened. And uh, I guess I'll see you cool cats later now. Now don't stay up too late telling stories and scaring yourself now. But this has been Stephen Laboo with Ghost Stories Told from the South. Episode 91, guys. I will see you later. Bye. Well, how's everybody doing today? This is good old friend Uncle Dickie from Borderline Texas Trash. The most popular podcast in the world today. It's climbing up the charts faster than freaking slime on a stein, baby. Well, if you're wondering, what the hell is Borderline Texas Trash about? And who is it, some bitch Uncle Boo? Well, Uncle Boo is the most recognizable voice in podcasting today, baby. We're going to get funky like a monkey on some ton of greens. I'm coming in on white lightning, baby, on a silver saddle to bring you the best of Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I'm your host of the show, Uncle Boo. We go over everything. We do a little bit of politics at the end, but not much. I don't step into that bullshit a whole lot. But we have fun. I go over stupid world news of the day, talk about uh, stuff from the past, what the cost of living or stuff was like that. And we just talk about all sorts of fucking fun facts, do a little joking around. And my niece joins the show sometimes. We do a little segment called Ash Handy's Garage on Friday nights, baby. That's our live show we do sometimes. And then I got the uncle that I talked to down in uh, Boothville, Louisiana. And he calls sometimes. And we have a little show called Uncle Dickie's Kona. So you guys come check out Texas Borderline, Borderline Texas Trash, baby. I know you will love it. We are on every platform you can think of. Spotify, Stitcher. Pandora, iHeart, uh, I mean, we're on everything. We're even on Podbean, man. We even got our own YouTube channel. We even got an Instagram account, and we got our Facebook account. So go check us out, man, and come listen to the show. You'll get to listen to Ash Handy, Uncle Boo, Uncle Dickie, and all the most recognizable voices in this motherfucking podcast in the world today, baby, because we will get funky like a monkey, I guarantee it. Let's just say, baby, I've wine and dined with kings and queens, slept in dumpsters, ate pork and beans, baby. But I am your host of the show, Uncle Boo, Borderline Texas Trash. Don't forget about it. If you want to listen to a show to just get your mind off this crazy world and all the COVID and politics bullshit, <coughs> come check my show out. Come check me and my crazy family out. Some of the shit we do, we do live uh, shows from the barbecue. So I'll see you later. Bye.